0: A few minutes it, live, it live, live, live. Catch the broadcast on
1: Kaya959.co.za. <laughs> I'm excited about this conversation with Tembin Gosi because I, I'm lucky enough to have grown up with brothers and a very stern father who has taught me a thing or two about cars. But they've also strongly advised me to be very mindful and weary when I go to dealerships to uh, always go with either of them, just to make sure that I don't get duped. So <laughs> I guess this speaks yeah. a lot to the kind of knowledge and exposure that one does need to have, uh, especially when it comes to purchasing vehicles, which are quite a substantial asset that one will acquire. But help us understand, you know, to Typically, the kind of information that South Africans need to be mindful of before just randomly walking into a dealership and saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. I like this car. Mm. Can I take it?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, No, hundred
0: percent. You you spot on. I mean, the the, the vehicle is is, is the uh, second biggest asset one can can purchase after the house. You know, um, I mean, cars are very expensive these days, as we as all know. Um, however, you know, we've we've seen as, as Nada a lot of dealers that are opening up everywhere uh, in the country as you've mentioned taking chances um and also to to the to the to the risk when it comes to people's lives number one official is critically important and of course people losing money being scammed um by these um, so called dealers which um are not legible mm. uh, to be operating and that's number one and also not legible to be able to sell the kind of vehicles that they sell uh, and this is, I was telling the, my colleague, Eloin that I'm actually excited about this topic, because it's very close to my heart uh, when it comes to the automotive industry and, and what our people are going through in terms of being scammed, losing money and losing lives on the roads. Because these vehicles are not supposed to, to be on the roads. There's a there's couple of things um, that we really need to zoom in um, as consumers or someone who wants to buy a vehicle. Mm. Um, first of all, you need to make sure that you deal with a, a reputable uh, car dealership How um do you tell when i say reputable, reputable. Mm. yeah um we talk about the franchise dealerships which is the dealerships that um um are owned by brands um and also they've got a pre-owned um division or used car floor on on, on their dealerships um these are the dealerships that belongs to nada which is a national automobile dealers association and also they belong to the rmi uh, which is a retail motor industry. Yes. Uh, institution. Um, and these dealers, they 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 are working closely with the Ombudsman. Um these dealers they are accredited and certified to be able to sell vehicles to consumers. And um, this dealership they make sure that things like the CPA, um which is a consumer protection act is at as pl- it is in place and that the consumers are pro- are protected um at all times. If you remember when the CPA came out, it came out with that six months warranty. Mm. Uh, whereby if anything happened to the vehicle within that six months, you go back to the dealership where you bought the vehicle from and the, and the, and the dealership have to look after the after that vehicle. Now, if you go to these other secondhand um, dealers, um, and I'm going to be very clear here, and because as I said, it's close to my heart this topic. Yes. You look at um, Johannesburg, the CBD, right? The amount of dealers that are selling vehicles that are written off and um, they rebuild these cars they're not supposed to be on the road oh, no. uh, and then they set to our people right
1: i'm intrigued um, by that when a vehicle is written off is this not uh, um you know registered or noted in terms of the vehicle license itself or do they find some unscrupulous ways essentially just to make sure that it looks aesthetically pleasing
0: a cold drink can can buy you so many things oh. So 100 percent. So they find a way these guys um, to be able to. Now, when you, for instance, when the car is written off, that car is supposed to be selling uh, scrap parts and everything else. So they go to these places, bring these vehicles into a non-approved panel beating shop and they start to repair this vehicle themselves, you know, without the necessary tools and everything. And and then they take it and go and put it on the floor. Now listen to this and, and tell me if logics is at play here. Here's a 2001 Toyota Corolla, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 1.4 manual, okay? And and this vehicle is got, um, it said it's got 79,000 kilometers on the clock. Okay. How is that possible? When you go to this yeah. car and look at the condition of the of the vehicle. It doesn't show that, you know, it's a car that is supposed to have 79,000 kms on a clock. A car that's got 79,000 kms on a clock in 2001 is a car that has been driven by an auntie or Danny yes. and she doesn't go anywhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's understandable that the condition will be intact. But when you look at these cars, there's no airbags and certain panels are not fixed properly, meaning that it was a written of car. It's not supposed to be on the road. But now it, find, it finds its way into these dealerships um, that are not supposed to be to be operational. And, and and to be honest with you, Google, it's it's costing the state billions and billions of rents. It it, it it's taking people's lives away. I mean, if you go on the highway, just take Limbopo for instance, mm-hmm. right? And during any given time, there's always accident happening on those roads. When you look at the cars that are involved in accidents, it's these vehicles that our poor people are buying because they look cheap. And also the the mileage is low. The mileage has been reversed on that car. It's not a low mileage. Um, And they they ended up losing their lives um, or even losing that vehicle for that matter. So it is a serious, serious situation. And and people should be careful of these um, so-called used car dealers that's got great deals. Rather look for a franchise dealer, NADA approved dealer, RMI approved dealer you will have a peace of mind. Mm,
1: definitely. And I'm assuming these are documentations or information that we can request directly from the sales staff, can we?
0: Yeah, no, 100%. So I just got a, a few things that, you know, people should look at, you know, when they come, go and visit these dealerships. And there's a, there's something called secondhand goods certificate yes. um, by SEPs uh, in the used car operation. Now every year we have to renew the certificate as the uh, as the as the franchise dealers um, or repeatable uh, car dealers. It doesn't have to be a, a franchise dealer, but in this case, of course, being an NADA, we encourage you know dealers to be to be franchise dealers. So people must always look around for the second hand goods certificate in that particular dealership, and they should ask this question: um, that Have you got the second goods uh, certificate in your business? Because remember, that that used car dealer is not doing the client a favour. So the customer have to ask any question to make sure that they're buying the car at the right place. And the other one is the NCR certificate, which is a national credit regulator certificate. I mean, if the use cooperation doesn't have that, Mm -hmm. that means that that use cooperation is not supposed to be there. If they don't have the second good certificate from the CEPs, Mm -hmm. then they're not supposed to be operational there. Right. Um, and of course, the other one is the NADA stickers and, and the RMI stickers at, at, at the franchise dealers. So uh-huh. these are the things that people can be able to uh, ask for, or as they walk around, they must check on the walls and see if there is this secondhand goods uh, uh, certificate. Because you'll find that when you're now having a case with this particular operation yes. um, and you try to lodge a complaint with the a motor industry ombudsman, and I was listening to your conversation earlier with Babu uh, Angola. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are the things that you know they they will they will require in order for for them to be able to assist you with the case that you might have with these operations and um, so and also you know social medias and the website always check uh if there's any comments any uh complaints about this operation. you can just put in the dealership name in there and everything will pop up um and uh, and we shouldn 't really uh, uh Take chances when it comes mm. to this this operation. They are not good for the for the, for our our people. They are not good for the economy. Uh, and yes, uh, our people lose their lives and lose their money because of these operations that are not reputable.
1: So true. TP, you're raising such valid points here and, and we actually seeing some feedback from our Facebook page from one of our listeners, uh, Dylan Hedrick. He says, Jewel Street, stay away. Joburg CBD, stay away. A yeah. lot of vehicles have had their clocks turned back uh, or really bad workmanship with sol- falsified service records. Um, and he essentially mm. shares an example about how someone once tried to sell him a vehicle which had a, a different color to what it was registered mm. under. A- and what you're raising is such valid Valid points, right? Because, uh, again, people typically see these mistakes when it's too late. And that, from my understanding, then limits the kind of recourse uh, that you can follow through. Uh, And and maybe let's talk Mm. to that. Is there any kind of recourse uh, for someone who calls you and says, TP, I made a mistake. Google was desperate. I bought a car for this amount of money and it's not actually valid. Mm -hmm. Can you help me out? Uh, Are there ways of supporting people or (sighs) might it be too late? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, it, it is it is too late. However, you know, there's still other avenues to be to be pursued here. Uh, I mean, as I've said, you know, uh, that establishment have to be reported to the Seps. Yes. You know. Uh, because if they've got the second-hand good certificate, uh, they're supposed to be running a, a eligible business. Um, that's one. And number two is is to, of course, still uh, report the, the particular organization or particular dealership to the motor industry ombudsman uh, of South Africa. And I must say that, you know, they've been uh, looking at cases and that they've been very active and also their turnaround time um, has, has really been good. Um, I've seen the few cases that, you know, are came across with. So there's two options I've said is of course the SEPs because they will have to go and check if that operation has got the second good certificate. If they don't then have to be shut down. And that helps now. Uh, in terms of making sure that these dealerships that are not supposed to be operational uh, because they don't have the licenses to be operational, they get closed down. That's one. And number two is to, of course, lodge a complaint with the motor industry ombudsman. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully that, you know, <laughs> this particular operation has been at least registered with uh, CIPCs and the likes. Um, but sometimes it's a bit too late because you'll find that once these operations, they picked up that, okay, they've been looked at. They start to close down and go and open another operation. When you go there again, it doesn't exist.
1: Oh, TP. Yo, yo, yo. These guys are two steps ahead and completely unscrupulous. So, It it, it really does raise a lot of concerns and and does unnecessary damage to an organization um, and a sector like yours, uh, where there's a priority in making sure that South Africans actually do get great value for money. So I'm glad you've talked us through the red flags. uh, And and of course, for South Africans to be a a lot more vigilant and follow through with the necessary reporting as well. Um, And I'm also assuming even for South Africans who might find themselves in a different pickle uh and maybe tight financial situation right it's january maybe someone is looking at their car and thinking i can quickly sell this and just get some kind of university fees for my children uh are there ways to also do that adequately right to make sure that you're not contributing to the system and the cycle uh, of vehicles that are inadequately registered or uh, perhaps you know become part uh, of this of the system of of incorrect sales
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, there are other ways. I mean, um, I mean, you look at if, let's say, for instance, uh, Coco wants to sell a car and um, I've got 100,000 brands, like I'm looking for a cheap vehicle and there you are advertising a car for 99,000. I think first of all, it's for me to get the service history of that vehicle. Mm -hmm. Uh, How you get the service history, you ask the person that is selling the vehicle to send you the license list of the car. Um, The license list will show the VIN number of the vehicle. And let's say it's a, a particular brand. You phone a franchise dealer that's got that particular brand to say, can you check for me when was the last service done on this particular vehicle? Um, so there are ways, uh, not not the best of ways to check at the moment. The systems are not yet there. Uh, to curb these particular activities from from happening. But I think the industry is moving in the right direction. I mean, right now, currently, there is a system whereby you can be able to check and see if this vehicle has been involved in an accident Mm -hmm. and there's been repair work done on this vehicle. Um, And unfortunately, that, that information, you can only obtain it if that particular vehicle at the time of being repaired was under the insurance and there was an insurance claim. Right. So at least there are ways to mitigate the risk as much as you can. Uh, but I think there's still a lot that uh, needs to be done to regulate these use cooperations. And also to put systems in place uh, to, be, in order to check uh, these particular vehicles. But as I've said, the first one in this case is to get the license disk, which have a VIN number and everything. Just check with the SEPS as well, and just check with the um, with the with the franchise uh, dealer to see when last was the service done on that car. Yes. If it's an older vehicle, you might find that it used to be serviced at the, at the at the franchise dealer, but then someone else, the person, then took the vehicle to any other repair center. But at least it kind of like gives you a guideline as to when last has this particular vehicle being serviced by an approved uh, franchise uh, brand for that particular vehicle. Mm,
1: Definitely. If all else fails, TP, I'm just calling you.
0: (laughs) You, you, you got my number, call, call, call me um, and we, But yeah, this is a very, very serious topic And I wish that uh, one of these days We'll have more time to look into these things yes. and, and give people as much um, uh, guidelines and as possible Because it's actually heartbreaking To see what's happening out there
1: Yeah, your hard-earned money You go through the effort only to be duped uh, By someone who's actually taking you for a ride on, uh, 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 And benefiting from your hard-earned income And not necessarily having the right uh, recourse to follow through with it. But this is why we enjoy speaking to you, TP because you help educate us and inform us and also keep us alert uh, to some of the uh, unscrupulous activities happening out there. Thank you so much for your time this evening sir.
0: You missed it live catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.